Welcome to Here Comes Yesterday, a weekly 15-minute podcast full of useful memories for dealing with the world ahead with your host, Frank Corrado. The reason a dozen of my environmental studies students from Roosevelt University in Chicago were riding in Amtrak to Minneapolis that cold winter weekend in the mid-70s was that Fritz was going to be speaking at a conference there. And this was going to be their big field trip for the semester. The importance of the trip was understood by all the students because they had been reading one of the most talked about books of the time, Small is Beautiful. The Fritz they were going to hear was author E.F. Schumacher, a British-German economics writer whose books and ideas about learning to live a downscale life in a resource-hungry world has made more than a lasting impression on succeeding generations of people who want to tread lightly on this fragile earth. Wikipedia describes Fritz Schumacher as best known for his proposals for human scale and for decentralized and appropriate technologies. While his lectures that weekend mostly just summarized his writing, hearing it all from the author himself and having a chance to ask a question or two made us feel we were in the pilot house of a ship heading into a new era. And it was also poignant since he would be not with us a few years later, he passed away. In Small is Beautiful, published in 1973, Schumacher argued that capitalism brought higher standards of living at the cost of a deteriorating culture. No kidding. His belief that natural resources should be conserved led him to conclude that bigness, in particular large industries and large cities, would lead to depletion of natural resources. He argued that the natural capital of the Earth's resources is irreplaceable. Global capitalism and squandering fossil fuels threatens our civilization, the acknowledged socialist argued. Those of us watching the ravages of climate change in 2022 understand clearly what Fritz meant when he said that when you squander the capital represented by living nature, you threaten life itself. Schumacher's idea was for mankind to mobilize a combination of freedom and order, two apparently irreconcilable concepts. For Schumacher, this meant lots of small autonomous units committed to, quote, the indivisibility of peace and also of ecology, end quote. Pretty utopian, huh? On the personal side, he wrote that each of us must work to put our inner house in order. The guidance for this task, he included, should not come from the state or from science and technology, but from humanity itself, the traditional wisdom of mankind. So he was telling us to change as a world, but also to change as individuals. Now the purpose of this podcast is not to go into a lot of detail about Schumacher's rules for a better society, but rather to explain to you how I, one person, tried to put his basic ideas into practice in my life. If you've been listening to these podcasts for the last year or so, you know that I've lived a fairly normal middle-class life, 
I came away from Fritz's books and lecture with a kernel of a game plan to live my life as well as I could, but to live it as economically as I could also. And while there were many things I did want to do, I was willing to do them small. An observant friend of mine once suggested humorously that I was striving to be at the lower end of the upper class. I guess that kind of said it. Over decades, this would influence many things, from the type of car I bought to the kinds of recreation I engaged in, from how I invested in the future to how I shopped at the store, from how I commuted to work to what I did on vacations, even to what I did for a living. And at the end of the day, I've lived my life experientially, meaning I've striven to accumulate experiences over money and to instill that idea in my children. So I'm not a rich person, but I've tried to be a happy person, making lemons out of lemonade when necessary and not venturing into deep waters without a plan to get out and always doing things with the goal of doing cool things in a modest way. So here's a snapshot of that life at four score years. I live in a condo that's 1130 square feet, give or take, in a three-story apartment building that was built in 1928. I chose this building because it is in the bungalow style that was so popular back in the 20s, a place built to reflect the life that is lived on the values of a pre-tech world. Large living rooms with big fireplace for entertaining, a dining room that connects to a large. There are two modest sized bedrooms, one and a half baths. One of the half bath is actually next to a third bedroom in the back that can be used for a servant or a relative. Outside the building, there's a small yard and a three-star garage spanning a modest 25-foot wide lot. I fell in love with this place 17 years ago when we were looking to downsize from a single-family home that was burdened with an unhealthy property tax tag. Now, we live only five blocks away from that previous home and in the same neighborhood of modest middle-class homes. I've lived in Evanston, the first suburb north of Chicago since 1971. It's an old, elegant dame of a city and home to Northwestern University, but the main attraction to me has always been Lake Michigan, which is eight blocks to the east of my home. Since 1974, I've sailed a 14-foot day sailor boat and I, that I tow to the dock each time. We live on the second floor of our condo building. Older friends sometimes struggle to climb the stairs, I feel it's good to climb stairs in your old age. Keeps the parts moving, right? I used to bicycle a lot. Evanston has about 75,000 residents, give or take, and you can find most things there. I don't buy bicycle so much anymore, not because I'm lazy or can't, but because I'm wary of all the cars I now have to dodge. To sum up, I live in a classy suburb in a modest building, have a small boat to sail a big lake, go to cultural events at the university, and in walking distance of church. A church I've attended since moving to Evanston in 1971. My kids went to parochial school there and my daughter to the local high school. During my full-time working years, about 35 of them to be exact, 
I commuted to downtown Chicago via rapid transit, walking each day six blocks, rain or shine, to the train station. When the first big energy crisis hit in 1974, we decided we needed a place a couple hours away just to escape the city and found a modest five-acre parcel in the woods near South Haven, Michigan. We had a small cabin built and installed an enduring love of the outdoors in our children. One child, Joe, farms blueberries full-time just 12 miles from that cabin. I'm describing all this to point out that I've lived a pretty good life on a very modest income, and it's pretty much an example, I think, of what Fritz was talking about. I think the highlight of this lifestyle came in the 90s when we bought property on a little lake near the cabin for a while. The property was primitive, no electricity, no road, a half mile trek to the lake. We did put a road in early on and I wanted to build a very small cabin. Nowadays, a quarter century later, the kind of building I was thinking about is called a tiny house and it has been all the rage starting around the COVID time. I sent away for plans to build this little house after seeing it in the late 1970s in House and Garden magazine. The plans gathered dust for the next 20 years and the idea to build the so-called rocket ship as it came to be known uh, came literally months after the plans had been tossed. Lots of research yielded a rough approximation and we went ahead anyway with the help of a young carpenter and got it done. It was a quirky little building but very clever with an eight by eight footprint made larger with a cantilever deck, bump out kitchen, bath and sleeping area and loft. When we sold the property a decade later, there was some talk about the new owner tearing it down, but I think it's still standing. My takeaway from this was that design pretty much coincided with Schumacher's book. There's lots of other things that many of us do to limit our earthly footprint, separate out recyclables, bunch together activities to minimize car use, sometimes shop at thrift store. My other half has a knack for trolling alleys for throwaways that have furnished both house and cabin over the years. My bedroom dresser is the same one my parents bought in 1941 as newlyweds. I guess my point is that good things last. For decades, I drove a used minivans because of their practicality and carrying capacity. A couple of years ago, I acquired a 2006 Toyota Highlander Hybrid. It's a joy to drive, 16 years old. I realize in my old age that I'm going to leave the world, as they say, in a cheap suit in a pine box, so accumulation of things is not so important anymore. What's more important is that young people understand this as well, and I think many of them really do, maybe sometimes out of necessity because the boomers took it all. Young people know that the world has turned a corner. What they need to know now is that they must move beyond Schumacher's rules for the person and take leadership in a bigger world, a world run by a bunch of dumb old people, sorry. I hope these young people yearn for an experiential life as I've tried to do, seeing new things, meeting new people, trying new pursuits. It's more fun than looking for adventure at the mall.
The more they want to do this, the more dedicated they will become to Fritz's rule that with freedom there must also be order, that we can't squander nature because we are part of it. As long as Fritz Schumacher's ideas live on, so will this world that we must so preserve. That's it for this time. Think big, live small. See you down the road. You've been listening to Here Comes Yesterday, a podcast full of useful memories for dealing with the world ahead. Your ideas and reactions can also be very useful. Contact Frank Corrado via email at corrado at c4m.com. That's C-O-R-R-A-D-O at the letter C, the number 4, the letter M, dot com. This is Mel Zellman. Thank you for listening, and catch us next time.